don't let them be but wasted. That's the words actually I used there, brother. It was, was in vain. And we can't. God is not a waster, although many times we are. We, uh, we waste things in our life. But God is not a waster. And he, is, he uses everything, every circumstance, every situation. If we will let him, he'll make us better. He'll make us stronger. And he'll do great things for us. After this happened, the Lord, I felt like the Lord gave me something for this Sunday. Um, I want to apologize to the kids. We're not having Sunday school today. It's just been a it's been a crazy week, and I and I just be honest. I'm physically, emotionally, in a lot of ways just drained. It's by the strength of the Lord, and as I said in the prayers of the saints and my brethren that we we went through this time. But I feel like God gave me something specifically for us today. I feel like the church needed to hear from the voice of their pastor. As I've had multiple preachers that just said, hey, you, you're going to need any help this weekend, need somebody? I said, no, I think the church needs to hear from me. And um, I'm going to read a very familiar scripture tonight, Micah chapter 7, or this afternoon, evening. Again, it's so good to have everybody here. we got some that's back that has not been back in a while. Thank you to everybody who has ventured out today and got um, involved in prayer or anything we have done here today. I appreciate Bethany in Texas um, just getting up here and going right on through it. And that's what we got to do. They're, they were affected more than anyone in this building with this tragedy this week. I know there's some others that they're, it's still family and it, it hurt. But they're the ones who are going to suffer the most in the long run. And I guess probably by and large, Corbin will. Um, but I think I have something that hell needs to hear today. And I hope you join in with me. Micah 7 and 7. Therefore, I will look unto the Lord. Everybody say, I'm going to look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Lord, we're thankful that you are our light and you're being a light unto us. We're thankful, God, that we can look to you. Lord, we're thankful that you are our salvation, God, and that you do hear us, even though many times we feel like that you don't. We're thankful that you do. Lord, I'm asking right now, God, we as a body, we as a church, we need your strength, and we do feel your strength. But, God, I'm asking that you would help us here today, God, in a great and a mighty way. Amen. The church say amen. <clears throat> Anybody going to help me today? Amen. I hope so. I know we as a church, we have um, we took a major hit. 
It's not just every week that you lose five members of your church in a single day in such a tragic way. Many of us have lost parents. We've lost siblings. I mean, I lost my dad in a tragic hunting accident when I was 22 years old, but to lose a mom and a sister in one day, that's almost more than you can bear, right? To lose an aunt and a niece and vice versa, you know, cousin, aunt, one day. Those that surround us, it's tough. It has been a blow this week that has knocked us individually and collectively as a church backwards. Yes, we've, hit, we've been hit hard. We've been hit hard enough to, to set you back and knock you down on the ground. But today, I believe that I'm looking, as I wrote this, you've proved it to me even more so today. I'm looking at individuals and at a church that is stronger than we think we are. The reason why is we serve the living God. Our God's not dead. Sister Michelle, he is alive and he is well. And his name is Jesus. Amen. His name is Jesus today. Jesus himself, that, that name, that means Jehovah has become my salvation. And I'm thankful that this week, Brother David, he has been my salvation. Mark, he's been my salvation from my anxiety this week. He's been my salvation from the depression that would try to push in. He has been my salvation this week from the anger that's tried to push in. He's been my, uh, my salvation this week from, from uh, uh, something he just saying, tuck tail and run and don't worry about it. He has been my salvation this week. Jesus is our salvation, but he is also our foundation. And I want to tell you today, it's a strong foundation. Jesus is the chief cornerstone of the church. If you come looking for some cute little message today, I didn't come to do that. I come to punch hell in the nose today. But the Henry got here the other night and talking. He said that some of us need a shot. Praise God. I'm going to give us a shot here today. And I really want to give the devil a shot in the nose and let him know that you mess with the wrong church. You mess with the wrong pastor. You mess with the wrong congregation. You messed with the wrong city, praise God. And this church, Harvest House, it is founded on a solid rock. And the word of God lets me know that when our church, praise God, is founded on the church of Jesus, that the gates of hell shall not, somebody say that, shall not 
prevail against the church of the living God. I know he's pushing and I know he's pressing. But let me tell you what. The gates of hell is not going to prevail against his church. Praise God. Just as that individual told me. They said it wouldn't happen. But let me tell you what. 15 years ago in April of 2006. God sent us to this city. And we started a church. Praise God. And it's still here. Praise God. And it's founded on the rock. Praise God. As we made our way to the cemetery yesterday, I began to count, Sister Stephanie, of your family members that I have been down there to that graveyard. I think it was seven that I've counted. That's a part of your family that we went down there, praise God, and, and put in the ground. And I've thought about the ones that we put in the ground. I've thought about Donnie, and I've thought about uh, Brother Jack Lewis. Some of you may not remember him. And I've thought about those, and, and i thought about, you know what? Even if the doors shut right now, there was a church that has been founded, and there's people that has made heaven their home because there's a church in this city. There's a light in this city, Praise God. And the gates of hell. You're not going to prevail against what God has called us to do. And this church is going to do just like the, the scripture that I read today in Micah. Put it back up there. We're going to look unto the Lord. We're going to wait for the God of our salvation. And our God, brother, brother David Garrett, he is hearing us. And, and we're going to tell the enemy, rejoice not against me. Yeah, we have failed. Yeah, you have knocked us back this week. You have knocked us down to our knees. And some of us, you've knocked us flat of our back, praise God. But I want to tell you what, I'm not going to sit in darkness, praise God. Because when I fall, I shall arise, hallelujah. When I fall, I shall arise. And the Lord shall be a light unto me, praise God. Harvest House, it's time for this church to arise out of the pain, praise God. We've been in some pain, but it's time for us to rise out of the pain. It's time for us to arise out of the anger, arise out of confusion. Confusion. Oh, come on, hear me. Some of you have been in pain, praise God, for the last five years. And it's been too long. It's time to rise up, praise God. Rise out of that pain. Rise out of that confusion. Arise out of it. We have faced tragedy. But out of the rubble, we are going to see the greatest revival your family has ever seen. The greatest revival, praise God, your enemy has ever seen. The greatest revival, praise the Lord, I believe the Western Kentucky has ever seen. But for sure, it's going to be the greatest revival, praise the Lord, that this city of Marion and Crittenden County has ever seen. Because I'm looking at a church that's going to rise up. I'm looking at a church. You've been hurt. You've been bent. You've been confused. But Praise God. I will arise. And that's what I'm preaching today. I will rise. Huh. Weebles are a range of children's roly-poly toys. Have you ever had one? They originated in Hasbro's Play School Division on July 23rd of 1971. My goodness, I'm older than the Weeble Wobble. The catchphrase that somebody just 
hollered out, Sister Penny, I believe a second ago, Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. It was used in an advertising during uh, the rise in popularity in the rise in popularity in the 70s, and and then they relaunched it back in the 2000s, and they continued with the catchphrase because it is so catchy that we've heard it. It's ingrained. It's in. It's ingrained in our head. Weeble wobbles, but they don't fall down. They was coined by the executive J. Mitchell Reed. This egg-shaped toy that you see behind me is called the Weeble, because if you punch it a little bit, it'll just kind of weeble around. And it doesn't matter how hard you punch that thing. It's going to weeble around, but it's not going to fall on the ground, Sister Destiny. It's going to rise back up. Doesn't matter how hard you can take that thing and you can toss it across the floor and it may have flips and it may have jumps and it may turn up and down, but when that thing gets done, hallelujah, guess what it's going to do? It's going to stand back up. It's going to rise back up. It doesn't matter how hard you hit it, it's going to rise back up. And I know hell has tried to hit our church, praise God, for many, many years. And it seemed like for the last five years, we've been hit really hard and things have hit us. But every time hell has tried to hit this church and knock us down, we're going to rise back up, praise God. You see, the weeble, it has a weight located at the bottom center of its, uh, uh, of its existence. And once you hit that, the weight, the bottom of that weeble just begins to bring it back up. Church, that's why we have to have Jesus at the foundation. Amen. We got to have Jesus at the foundation. Because it's not a matter of if I get hit. Scripture back up there. It's when I fall. It's not a matter whether you're going to fall or not. I don't care how big of a spiritual giant you may think you are. You will fall. You will get hit. You will hit the ground. But it's not a matter of whether you get whether you fall and whether you hit the ground or not, I tell you what's a matter of, praise God, you've got to get back up. You can't stay there. You've got to get back up because when you fall, you've got to get back up. And this is what I'm preaching about today. Hallelujah. We've been hit, but we got a foundation that we're founded on. we got a foundation, praise God, that we cannot let go. And we got to make sure, hallelujah, that we stay Footed, praise God, in Jesus Christ because life is going to hit you with the unexpected just like he did this week. Amen. And if we're not founded on Jesus, you're going to have a hard time getting back up. And if our lives are built like the weeble, I almost called it built like the weeble. I preached a sermon many years ago, the mentality of the weeble wobble in the, in the storefront church, but I, I started call this today, built like a weeble. Because the weeble is built where at the bottom of that baby, it's got a heavy weight. 
that no matter how hard you knock it over, it's going to pop back up. And let me tell you what, if Jesus is our foundation, if Jesus is the key, chief cornerstone of our life, it doesn't matter how many times or how hard hell may hit you. You're going to get back every up every time. The Word of God said the righteous man shall fall seven times, yet he will arise. I'm telling you what, I'm looking at some righteous people. You don't always look like you're righteous. You may not always act like you're righteous. I'm talking about myself here today. You may not always feel like you're righteous, but you're here today in the midst of the tragedy that we've dealt with you're here today in the midst of it and we are stronger than we think we are when we realize that we're not anything and God is everything and he's the foundation of my life praise God when life has given me the worst praise God I can give uh, worse than it can give me oh, don't rejoice over me enemy don't rejoice over me I'm fixing to get back up accidents and tragedy you have not won the victory because I will arise hallelujah I may be down I may be knocked down I may be broken praise God but I'm telling you I refuse to get up, give up I'm going to get back up praise God yeah. I refuse Brother Texas said it a while ago, we cannot let this tragedy be nothing. It's meant to grow us, praise God. I refuse to let my life be meaningless. I refuse to let my life be a tragedy. I refuse, hallelujah, to let my life be a tragedy. Hallelujah. we got to make sure that every life, every day of this life, we live it precious, praise God. You're going to get knocked down, but you got to get up. I refuse to submit to discouragement. I refuse to submit to depression. I refuse to submit to defeat. I should shall arise hallelujah I might be in darkness right now but God is going to give me the light praise God I might be down but I'm coming back up out of this thing our numbers may be down right now but they're going to come back up praise God oh come on we may not have baptized nobody yet this year but we're going to make up for it for the rest of this year we might not have had nobody receive the Holy Ghost yet this year but we're going to make up for it for the rest of this year devil you can't keep us down we're going to rise up praise God we're going to rise up praise God hallelujah I remember being a kid getting them inflatable kids punching bags the things made like a weevil wobble anybody ever have those when you're a kid they still make them I guess they do I don't know I got a bunch of sand in there you blow them things up Exactly. You hit that thing, it'll come flying back up. I wish I went and found one brawl today. I'd have it out here and I'd be punching them. Hey, let me tell you. Here's the thing. The more you hit them things, the more they pop back up. God wants us like that. I may fall down. I may go through some kind of crisis. I may go through a tragedy in my life. But devil, the more you punch me, the more I'm going to bounce right back up. I remember Brother Doug Klein is preaching a message one time called The Theology of the Bounce. And he says, you know what? If you take that ball and you slam it against the ground, the harder you slam it, the farther it'll go. Hallelujah. The devil has slammed us hard. Hallelujah. So I'm anticipating how high this church is going to go. How great, praise God, God is going to do things in this city and in our lives. Hallelujah. Go ahead and knock me down, devil. Go ahead. The harder you hit, the faster I'm going to come back. The harder you hit me to knock me down, the faster I'm going to Rise out of it, Sister Velma. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. I shall arise. I'm telling somebody today, don't listen to the devil. Listen to what God is saying. He's saying, rise up, rise up, rise up. Praise God. Rise up. Praise God. We're going to get knocked down by life. I apologize up front for my for what I'm fixing to say, but Brother Texas said it all week long. He said, this sucks. And life's like it sometimes. Life's unfair. Life can be difficult. But we're going to rise. We have already arrived. Amen. Amen. Devin, I, I've been blessed with an awesome family. I've been blessed with an awesome heritage. And I've had my share of problems. But I will tell you what, I'm still blessed. And I know, but for some families, it seems like life has dealt you a hand and which seems like one thing after another comes at them. But they just keep getting back. I'm not trying to, to uh, prick the, the pain this week, Brother Texas. But I want to tell you what. You come tell me how hard life has hit you. I'm going to point to this young man right here. All right? I'm going to point to him. Your mama and your and your sibling that that uh, you was the closest. He's got a couple other siblings, but that's the one you was raised with. And, and don't give me your sad story in your life when I can look at this guy here and he's one of the most awesome, incredible young men that I know in this world. In the midst of tragedy, he has rose up. In the midst of his, um, circ his circumstances, he has rose up. And I know some of you have been through some junk in your life, but it's time to quit making excuses. It's time to quit uh, saying this happened to me and that happened to me, praise God, and look at somebody else's example. Hallelujah. Because I want to tell you what, it doesn't matter how hard life is hit you, there's somebody out there that's been hit harder and they've climbed out of it, praise God, and they have rose up, praise God. They rose above their circumstances. They rose above where they are praise God and we got to realize today we've been hit praise God but we're coming out of this because there's more Texases in this house today because some of you have been hit and you're still here you're still fighting praise God We've got some faithful people here that are going to say, you know, I've been knocked down by the trials of life, but I'm going to rise. I'm going to get up. Harvest House, it's time to rise up and praise God and thank Him for the revival that He's sending us that's here and that's coming. Hallelujah. The scripture today. The scripture today that... We have, put it back up, son. The setting of this scripture 
was a very evil time. Evil was everywhere. Evil people seemed to be triumphing uh, and doing better than those that were not living in evil. Do we not see that so many times in our life right now? Oh, I'm trying my best to live for you, Lord. But yet, so-and-so over there, they're being blessed in this and blessed in that. And they, and they, and they still got their family and this and that. I promise you, I went through that, Sister, uh, Sister Penny, when I lost my dad at 22. I said, God, I'm 22. I lost my dad to this situation. And that drunk's been alive all his life, beating his wife, beating his kids. Why my daddy had to die? And then I was reminded of the fact, praise God, that I had a daddy for 22 years of my life that loved me, took care of me, took me to the house of God, praise God. Hallelujah. Just like, just like David said, uh, he said, I questioned the state of, of the ungodly till I went to the house of God and I seen the end of the thing. Hallelujah. He may die and be lost, but my daddy's not dead and lost in hell. He's in eternity waiting on me. And that's what you and I got to do. We got to realize there might be evil everywhere. They might be triumphant. It's just like our day. And it seems that everywhere we turn, the ungodly, they're getting bolder and bolder, and the church is getting quieter and quieter. And they seem to be prospering and, 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 and succeeding and, and doing good, and they seem to be winning in life. And, and, and we might wonder, uh, what good is it to serve God? But we find the answer to this situation. In verse 7, therefore, I will look unto the Lord. Here's the answer today. When we start looking at everything around us that looks like they're prospering and we're trying to live for God and it seems like we're sinking in all this trouble and everything we're going with. But the Micah said, you need to look into the Lord. And we need to quit looking around at the ungodly. We need to look around, quit looking around at what's happening. And we need to look up to Jesus, praise God. We need to look up into Him, praise the Lord. Look into Him. You know what we need to look at? We need to look at eternity. Hallelujah. Because if, if so-and-so over there has the best car, the best truck, and all this other thing in the world, and they got the best job, and they live that their whole life, and they God die and go to hell, Brother Mark, and all I ever have is a shack and a junky car. I got to jump every week to get me to work, praise God, and I make heaven my home. I have succeeded more than they have. Don't look around, but look to Him. Look up to the Savior. Look up to the Master, praise God. Look to eternity. Amen. When we look to Jesus, it's an attitude of faith. Tristan, son, I'm glad you're here today. You don't have to be. I'm glad you're here. Don't be looking at your friends out there. You bring them to church. Young people, don't you be looking to all your friends out there. You look to Jesus. Because they're going to bring you down. We, we, don't, we don't need somebody that's going to be always pulling us down, son. Sinner. You don't, you don't need friends that's lower in your life, always doing you like this. You, you need somebody that's up here. Say, come on, son, you can go higher. Come on. Don't come on, give you permission to do this. Come on, son, you can get higher. 
You ain't got to stay down there low. You ain't got to stay down there hook on drugs and alcohol and all that stuff. There's a better way, son. Don't be looking to the beggarly elements of this world, but looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. That's what we got to do, church. We can't be looking down. We can't be looking around, but we got to look to Jesus. Praise God. Because if you're ever going to rise up, we got to quit looking at the junk around us and start looking up to Jesus and realizing he's the only one that's going to bring me out of this and we're going to turn our circumstances around we've got to change our attitude and it's got to start inside of us you can't be looking for your deliverance and your miracle out there in the world we, we, we need to look hallelujah look inside here look inside the church praise God better than that look here you know we're your miracle our miracle is going to start right here, right between our ears. That is where the biggest miracles need to take place in our life because a change in attitude, hallelujah, changes everything else in our world. If we don't change our attitude, God may uh, do miracles all around us, but yet we won't even realize what He's doing. We've got to look to Jesus. And we got to change our attitudes. And we got to trust the Lord. Texas said it well one day. He said it well to me Thursday night. He said, I know I can never be the same again after this. And Brother David, he said, I know I can never get behind this pulpit and preach ever the same again. And too many times we let tragedy in our life we start looking to all the other things around us. We turn, people turn to alcohol. People turn, turn to food, praise the Lord. And people turn to uh, uh, bad relationships. And they turn to all this stuff, praise God. And we turn away from God. We need to turn towards Him. Look to Him, praise God. We don't understand everything. Hallelujah. And we, we're not going to receive everything that we want in our life. But if we can learn how to trust God, everything is going to be all right in our life. Somehow, some way, I, I can't explain it. But God is going to bring us through this. God does have the answer. But He's waiting for us. But He's waiting for us to look to Him. He's waiting for us to look to Him, as the Scripture said. Look to Him. Because when you look to Him, we're trusting in Him. Because those that we look to are those that we trust. Whatever opinion you had on Eddie is irrelevant because he's in the hands of God. And I know when that man comes Sunday night and he says, Pastor, we baptize him in Jesus' name. And I know he's been filled with the Holy Ghost. It's irrelevant what you think because you're not God. But here's the thing. When that man come to me Sunday night, he said, Pastor, I want you to pray for me that I keep this fire on the inside of me. And I asked him a couple questions. Then he looked at me and he said this. He said, I'll look to you as my daddy. And he pointed over here at the boys and he said, I'll look at them boys, even though they're younger than me, as my daddy. You know what he was saying? 
I'm looking to someone that's leaning on Jesus. And if we are going to arise out of this thing, you can't be looking at everything else in the world that does not, is not founded on Jesus, praise God. Because it's that foundation that brings us out of where we are. And whatever situation we find ourselves in, we need to look to Jesus because He has promised, My grace is sufficient for you. Verse 7 says, I will look into the Lord. I will wait for God of my salvation. This is how we're going to rise, okay? We're going to look to Him. Because if I start looking at everything else, it gets depressing. It gets hard. But when I look to Him, and I understand it's not about here, it's not about this earth, but it's about eternity. And that's what He's talking about. When you look to the Lord, you're looking above this earth. You're looking above these circumstances. You're looking beyond all this stuff. And you're seeing Him, praise God. You're seeing Him waiting on us. And then verse 8, He says, Rejoice not against me. Oh, my enemies, when I fall, I shall arise. See, verse 7 gives us the attitude of faith. The attitude of faith that says, you know, faith is this. I'm going to look to Him. I'm going to trust Him. And this is what this is the two actions that's going to bring us up out of this and cause our church to rise to where we be. Number one, we, to where we need to be, we need to look to Him. That is the attitude of faith. I'm going to trust you, God. And then verse 8 gives us the other part of us arising out of this. It gives us the action of what faith is. Because we can't stop with an attitude. We can change our attitude and we absolutely need that. Can I get an amen? amen? But you can't just say, okay, Lord, you're, you're going to do the rest for me. I'm trusting you. I'm leaning you. I, I'm believing on you, Lord. That we, I, we just can't have that. Oh, God, I'm going to name it and claim it. I believe we can do that with some things, but not in everything. No. We've got to get up. We've got to act in faith. We can look to Him. We can't just say, oh, God, I'm waiting on you. No, Jesus is waiting on us. I understand. We, we, may not, we might not uh, 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 feel anything in life, but we can't go by feelings, okay? If some of us had went by feelings this week, what we've been through, we wouldn't be in the house of God. We need to take action, put our faith in trusting Him, praise God, and the foundation that we're standing on, praise God, our feelings, praise God, they'll follow our faith if we'll start going in a direction. Amen. And that's what that scripture says right there. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, God shall pick me up. That's what we put. It's not God's going to pick me up. When I fall, I, I shall arise. Some of us has failed, and we've been there long enough. Hallelujah. We've been wallowing in our feelings. We've been wallowing in our emotions. And if we put our faith in our feelings, our Christian life is going to be a yo-yo. 
You're going to be up one week and down the next. You're going to be up for a month and you're going to be down a month. But Sister Penny, when we put our feet firm down, praise God, and that foundation, praise God, and we begin to look up to Him, hallelujah, and say, God, I'm going to trust you, but I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to take an act of faith and I'm going to step out on the water, praise God. Even though I'm not supposed to walk on the water, you said come, so I'm going to go, praise God. Oh, we need to we need to take action, praise God. We can not base our faith on the feelings but instead we've got to act on the faith that God is going to get us through it I know if you've been laying there long enough it's going to be hard to get up you've been there so long you feel like you're a part of the ground you feel like you're a part of where you've been laying at but let me tell you what today our feelings praise God will come along beside us if you'll decide I'm going to roll over I'm going to put my knee up on the ground I'm going to get up from where I am and I'm going to start making my way up you need to grab a hold of something it ought to be the hand of another saint of God and we ought to pick them up and raise them up praise God you've been there way too too long we need to start and let me tell you what after you start getting going a little bit guess what your feelings will do it'll start chasing your faith that's what feeling does it chases what you have faith in As long as you've got faith in your fear and your doubts and your other friends that don't, don't love God, you're going you're gonna to follow along for them and your feelings is going to chase them. But the moment we stop doing that and the moment we start looking towards God and we start following Him, our feelings are going to look around and say, where did He go? And realize, hey, He's going a different direction. I'm not going to follow that fear no more. I'm not going to follow that anxiety anymore. I'm going to follow Him. What's He doing? He's following God. Then all of a sudden, you know what our feelings will do? It'll be based on the Word of God. It'll be based on this because when our feelings are hooked up with God it doesn't have to have a tangible thing in front of us because it's based on the foundation that we're built on and without that we will never rise our feelings will follow us and church that's how we live for God if you want to know the truth living for God is not a feeling living for God is what we're founded on Living for God is what we know, Sister Michelle. And the Bible says in Daniel eleven thirty two 32, that those who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. In reality, the King James Version added exploits in there. If you look at it, it's italicized. It is not in the original text. They put it there to add context and make it bigger. But I kind of like it without the exploit. Because uh, uh, those who do know their God shall be strong and do. And if you really know your God, you're not going to sit there when everything is going on in your world, you're going to get up and you're going to do it. What are you going to do? I'm going to love Him anyway. I'm going to shout anyway. I'm going to have church anyway. I'm going to pray when I don't feel like praying. I'm going to read my Bible when I don't feel like reading my Bible. You know what it is? Praise God. That brings you up. And when worship service begins, hallelujah, we all start singing. Some people say, I just don't feel very good. I don't feel like uh, uh, the joy of the Lord. And I, I'm just really a little mad at God right now. And I'm not going to start singing until I feel good. If everyone said that, half the church would be standing there or sitting there many times. And I think that may be our problem, right? Because we're operating on feelings that's following something else. 
Sister Michelle, I've walked into church, and I know many of you have too. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like worshiping. I didn't feel like praying. I didn't even feel like being here. But praise God, I wasn't following my feelings. I was following, praise God, the Lord that I know. Hallelujah. And I, you know what? We go ahead and we worship, and worship starts. And I, you know what? I'm just going to praise not because the way I feel. I'm going to praise because of faith. Because I know God is worthy. Because praise is not about how I feel, but it's about who He is. I'm going to praise Him because He's worthy. I'm going to praise Him because God is good. And what I'm going through right now is all going to work out somehow in the long run. So I might as well praise God anyway. The song says, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Let's don't wait till all the pews are filled up. Let's go ahead and shout now. Let's go ahead and say, God, I thank you for revival. I thank you for souls being baptized. I thank you for the Holy Ghost being poured out. Let's go ahead and shout now. Let's don't wait for the hundred soul revival. Let's go ahead and run the aisles, praise God. Let's go ahead and have church. Let's go ahead and have revival now. Shout now. We can rejoice in the midst of the trial. We can rejoice in the midst of it. Hallelujah. Don't wait to see the end. Go ahead and rejoice right now. Your husband not in the church yet? Go ahead and shout. Your wife not in the church? Go ahead and shout. Your kids ain't in the church? Go ahead and shout. That's how we rise. That's how we rise. We can't just lay down. We got to get up. We got to worship. We need not only the attitude of faith, but we need the action of faith. The attitude of faith is I'm looking to Him. But the action of faith is faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things that's not seen. I don't see the revival now. But I see the God that's producing the revival. I don't see my spouse or my kids in church. But I'm serving the God that can bring them to the church. Hallelujah. So I've got to take action. I shall arise. Praise God. I am the one that's got to get up. And the enemy's saying, you're down, you're out, you're defeated. But the word of God says, I can do all things. And thank God it don't stay there. Because I can't do all things. But I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, according to Philippians 4 and 13. That is our answer. Maybe you've messed up bad, but you can rise up. All you've got to do is rise up and go to an altar of repentance and repent, praise God. Don't sit there and think about repenting. Rise up and do it. Jesus saw the paralyzed man and four men had brought him to the house where he was at and let him down through the roof. His friends did everything they did, could do. They got him to the house of God. They got him to Jesus, praise God. But hallelujah, it wasn't working. Uh, it wasn't his work. It, was, uh, uh, it wasn't his friend's work, but he had to do something. They brought him to Jesus, hallelujah. The faith of his friends got him into the right position to receive his miracle. But he had to take the fight. 
final action because after they dropped him down out of that roof down in front of Jesus Jesus' words in Mark 2.11 was rise up take your bed and walk he could have chose to lay there praise God I'm telling somebody today you've been there long enough and somebody got you to the house of God today now you're getting the word praise God from the man of God that says rise up you've had that bed there long enough now rise up from where you are begin to walk again in him praise God the man himself had to get up the man had to get up to receive his healing nobody else could do it for him nobody else can do it for you hallelujah it's great if we can get somebody's hand and go to the altar but when it's all said and done we are the ones that's got to rise up we've got to make up our mind that we're ready to do something and then we just need to do it Amen. I'm fixing to bring this to a close. Anything. Anything we want to do in God. We've got to rise up. I will arise. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. I'm going to get knocked down. We hope it don't happen too often, but sometimes we're going to lose five members in a car wreck in one week. We don't want it, but sometimes you're going to lose your mama or your daddy. And sometimes you're going to lose a mama and a sister in one tragic lick. We don't want to, but sometimes you lose your job. And you find you have more bills than you have a checkbook. Sometimes you've done everything you can do to stay healthy, but you find yourself laying on your back sick, and the doctor says, it don't look good, and we're not sure you're going to make it. Sometimes you've done everything you could in your relationship to hold your marriage together, but at the end of the day, hallelujah, it looks like it's about to fall apart. You cannot lay there. You've got to get up. I will arise Isaiah 61 and 2 says arise shine for thy light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee for behold the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people but the Lord, but the Lord shall arise upon him and his glory shall be seen upon thee the prophet told them about the coming Messiah he said don't you sit in that darkness don't you sit in that discouragement anymore. The Lord, he said the Lord is getting ready to fulfill his plan of salvation. This was a prophecy of the Messiah, Jesus coming. He said the Messiah is coming. The anointed king, he's going to deliver his people. Not only his people, but all the Gentiles, all the other nations. They're going to walk in the light of the Lord. God said to his people in that prophecy though, he said arise and shine. Listen. All eyes are still upon us, church. And we need to arise and shine. And we need to believe God is getting ready to do something in Marion, Kentucky like never before. Amen. Hear me. I'm not going to sit around and wait and do nothing. We got to get up. We got to start moving. Because I know Jesus is getting ready to do something. And when God's people rise up, 
It may just be a few like Gideon's 300 men. It may just be a handful of us at the beginning. But if God's people will get up, then God is going to act. Praise God. God said, if you'll rise up, I'll rise up. And when, and when I rise up, everything changes, church. This prophecy in Isaiah says that the Lord is going to rise among his people. God's glory is going to shine all around us. Stephanie, if you want to come play or if you don't, it doesn't matter to me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. We've been knocked down this week. The church, we've got to say, when I fall, I shall rise. There's victory for me. There is hope for you. There is grace for us. There is healing for the church. There is deliverance for the sinner and the saint. This battle. I can be forgiven of all my sins. My sins can be washed away. I call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for speaking with other tongues. I can be delivered from the habits of sin. I can be delivered from destruction and addictions. I can be set free. I might have fallen. I might even be down right now. But I shall rise. Listen to me. As I give you this story in closing.
to where you are. And we cannot stay over on your back and begin to stick your arm up in the air and begin to cry out just a little bit Jesus because he's up there waiting for you when he said my arm is not too short that I cannot hear you my ear is not too heavy that I cannot hear you both actions right there. When you begin to cry out, you're turning towards the Lord saying, Jesus! But then when you begin to put action to it and reach your arm up, then He begins to put action and reach His arm down and His arm is longer than mine. So it doesn't matter how deep I am. It doesn't matter how far I am down there. It doesn't matter how heavy the load is on me. He can hear me because His ear's not too heavy and He can reach me because His arm is not too short. But I've got to cry out. That's that's me looking to Him. And I've got to reach. That's me arising up. church body. We've been laying here long enough. God is serious about the church in Marion.
after my daddy was killed in that hunting accident, 35 people were on the altar. flesh may fail. 